All right, guys, welcome to Get a Grip with Kendall Roosting. Today we're here with a very special guest, Tim Kennedy. Tim, thank you so much for being on. Awesome. So, um, actually, Tim and I met a long time, or not a long time ago, like a year ago, one time in training. And I asked your name, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm Kendall, nice to meet you. And you're like, yeah, I'm Tim. And then later on, Shanji was like, you meet you? I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. And I was like, God, now I feel like... <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, but Tim will care. And I was like, okay. No. But now, my sister's around you so much is cool. It is. Yeah. She's so sweet. She, she. Like, what a sweetheart. Man, I was on the phone with her last night. I was like, I was like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to film with Tim tomorrow. She's like, he made fun of my push-ups the other day. <laughs> real push-ups. I mean, she can call them whatever you want, but sides push-ups. So, like, yeah. But it's good. So just in case you guys. Letting it rock. I'm gonna go through these briefly, and I'm gonna be corrected if I need to be. But Tim is a UFC and Strikeforce legend, New York Times best-selling author, TV host, Green Beret, sniper, BJ Black Belt, Academy owner at the Gracie Midas Cedar Park here, Chief Dog Response founder, which I'm gonna ask you about in a little bit. Um, father and husband, so important. And then I was, you just were telling me about your program that you have for young men. What is it called? Apogee, Apogee Strong. Apogee Strong. Yep. We have a, a physical school here called Apogee Cedar Park. Um, it's you know a Socratic school, proper wow. children from preschool all the way up to middle school. Wow. Um, and then we have an online program, which is a, a national pro, international program that is uh, just trying to put man back in men. Yes. You know, so it's a like young men mentorship. Like, mm. uh, we're in a generation that. They don't know how to change a car tire, or change their oil, or you know, like um, how to tie a bowling knot. Mm -hmm. And uh, not not like you need to know how to tie a bowling <laughs> knot. But, like those were rites of passage for right. me in my generation, you know. Um, and uh, I just I I want men again, yeah. you know, to to act like men and be able to be kind protectors and providers, mm -hmm. and you know, treat women properly. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, something that. I really believe in and so put a lot of time to do it. Man, I'm so happy to hear that. We were saying before that's one of Sula and I's most desired things as well to see more, like not just from partners, but just from like men that we're training with, um, brothers, family members. It's, you know, the world feels like a much safer, better place. Yeah. And that's the case for sure. Yeah. So jumping into the podcast called Get a Grip, and basically the it's idea great. is. I'm sorry? It's a great name. Thank you. Actually, it was a fan suggestion, and I was so genius. I was like, man, I gotta go with that. So, obviously, a little play on words there. Get a grip. We have a lot of jiu jitsu combat athletes on the, on the podcast, but more than that, we're taking a look behind the scenes of like, man, what goes on behind, uh, behind the scenes of Instagram, really, that makes you feel like you have a grip on your life, whether that's being grounded, happy, successful. Um, so, for you, Tim, what does it mean to you to have a grip, have a grip on your life? Yeah, it's um, intentionality. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the extreme ownership of Jocko Willink, uh, mm -hmm. as you've read it, great mm -hmm. book. But uh, yeah, th this idea that, um, you know, emotions and inspiration are winging. You know, they come and go, they're like ebbs and flows. Um, you might listen to a great, a great song or a great quote, and but then that feeling's gone. You know, for, mm -hmm. for my life to, to be consistently productive and for me to be an effective contributing member of society, for me to be a good citizen and a good husband and a faithful husband mm -hmm. and a good father, yeah. a present father, not just a father, not just one that's physically there, but one that's actually present, there has to be intentionality. Mm -hmm. And uh, with that comes discipline. So, um, you know, if you, if you pick up my phone, you're going to see a, a, a very clear calendar yeah. with um, broken out timelines where I'm supposed to be hitting these things, you know, <laughs> workouts are planned in there. 
um, you know, moving Elf on the Shelf tonight at 9.30 with the people's in <laughs> bed at 8 o'clock. You know, like yeah. that's on my calendar so I don't forget. I'm like, oh, and come out with some stupid lie that's, oh, he, uh, you know, he must have fallen asleep last night. No, just be a good parent and be disciplined about it. Like, you want to be a good jiu-jitsu practitioner? You're not going to get good unless you're disciplined about yeah. it. So uh, I take that and I try to do it in all the things that actually matter to me. Mm. Man, so it's like rigorous honesty with yourself and make sure your actions are aligning with what you say you want. Yeah, and then, um, you know, you have to put checks and balances in place. So I, I have great friends and great accountability partners and great training pa- partners and I, I have an amazing wife and um, all of those things consistently contribute to me ensuring that I'm accountable. Mm. You know, like, I know on Tuesdays, I'm going to be almost across the street here at Shanji's gym, you know, doing a wrestling practice with, with Shanji and Victor and Steve, and, um, like, I know that happens, you know, mm. and I know on Wednesdays I'm going to be at New Wave with uh, Danaher and Giancarlo and Gordon, and, um, you know, if I'm not there, they're going to be like, where, where, yeah. where are you at? Yeah. You know, yeah, like, exactly. I, you know, boxing on Mondays or Fridays, I'm going right. doing cardio, um, Today I got kind of jacked, so I have to actually do my training tonight after all the kids go to sleep and before I do moving off on the shelf. Um, <laughs> you know, like, that's all planned because there's right. intentionality there. And then I also put backstops to ensure that um, the things that I, I say I'm going to do, I'm actually going to do because I want to be on my word. Yeah, man, absolutely. So when you, I'm going to detour a little bit because normally I jump in and ask for a 10-minute version of your life story. And I want to know about your life story. But when you said that, it like, made such a like a big hit as far as being a man of your word. When you're thinking about creating this uh, this program, this school that you have, and you're thinking about the importance of strong men in our societies that are kind, like all these things that you listed out, why not? Why is it not there? But what do we need to do to ensure that that is happening more often in more homes? Uh, freaking Instagram. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it, you see all these leadership quotes. You know, and people are like, oh, I want to be a good leader of the household and be a good leader of my gym. I'm alpha. Yeah, I'm alpha man. This alpha. Well, you're not going to be that unless you're a good teammate. You're not going to be a good teammate unless you're a good individual. You're not going to be a good individual unless you have character. Right. Like you're going to have a soul and care about things that matter. So, like, how do you build character? And um, that that is an arduous process. That is not something that just happens. You know, like. There's not an easy button. There's not a pill. Um, mm. You're not gonna not be fat because you take a pill. You know, yeah. you're, you're not gonna be a tough person with grit because like you listen to some podcast. And you want to be. Yeah, if you want to. <laughs> want to be tough. <laughs> you know, like, the only way to do that is through this forging fire, this process of doing hard things. Mm. And um, nobody's gonna do hard things unless there's discipline and intentionality. You're not going to summit Mount Everest because you want to. Yeah. You will die there. <laughs> you know, you'll be one of the yeah. thousands of bodies that just get left up there because they can't bring them back down. Mm. You know, and um, summiting Everest is cool. Apogee actually means the, that that crescendo, that moment of accomplishment. To oh. summit a mountain is to apogee a mountain. Wow. And um, so, like, we want those moments, but you're never going to have it. You're never going to be on the podium, get your hand raised with that gold medal going around your neck without the intentionality and the discipline, putting the hard work, the wrestling practice, the judo practice, the no-gi practice, the gi practice, mm-hmm. the classes, going to hitting open mats, like those have to be there. Yeah. And uh, so, w- can I actually create a program for somebody to do that? 100%, they've done it. Yeah. Like the Ogis and the Spartans, they did it. Right, the Samurai right. did it. Like, these you make a formula that people can follow. Right. I'm not coming up with this. Yeah, yeah. These are thousands of years old. I'm yeah. stupid. Look at my hairy hands. These yeah. right? So like, like, let's go back to Socrates and the Socratic yeah. method. You know, we're empowering down the lowest individual and we're asking questions. There's actually not a teacher. There's just a guy. There's somebody that's holding the hand of somebody that wants to learn, that wants to put in the work. You know, and that method is, that, you know, that's old. Yeah. You know, like, that's real old. So I don't have to redesign anything. I just have to 
force, I don't, I don't like to use the word force, <laughs> force feed people to do it yeah. and then create mechanisms, those checks and balances and accountability in these small groups where then they actually go and do those things. Yes. Mm, I love, okay. So switching gears a little bit, we're talking a lot about men. So I, I heard you had your daughter kidnapped. I did. Yeah. So tell me a little I bit. I also have three daughters. You have, I have three daughters. Yeah, I would have had 10 daughters. If my wife and I didn't get real weird to get that boy. Uh, you know the gender is exclusively created by the, the male partner? I did not know. Yeah. So um, the, 100% the, the gender comes from okay. the man. Okay. And um, so there's lots of books on it. Yeah. So you yeah, can't yeah. get weird about it. You know? <laughs> uh, but then, you know, if you, if you go and you, they can actually gender select yeah, yeah. now. So you are super intentional on getting that boy. So you had your three yeah. girls. How old are they? I have... Um, Two in college. Okay. I have a three-year-old, and the boy is seven. Three. Oh wow, you got a the, baby The three-year-old was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> so kidnapped. So we're you're obviously putting so much effort and attention and making your life's work to create strong men, which is beautiful. Yeah. When you think about the way that your girls are being raised and the experiences you had, like we want as women walking around the world, we want strong men around us to create this amazing synergy and this safe environment that that feels really good. But obviously that's not the case for everybody walking around on the street. So when you're thinking about the way you're raising your girls and that kidnapping experience, walk me through that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Frightening statistics, you know, one third of women are physically assaulted and one quarter of women yeah. um, are sexually assaulted. Mm -hmm. And uh, so yeah, with two girls in college, um, both of which have, have dealt with, you know, like a, a creep during senior yeah. prom, get in the car. Right. I have my friend circle, and that friend circle invites another friend, and that friend invites another friend, and that is not a friend. Yeah. You know, like that's yeah. a dangerous person that we don't know. Absolutely. And it happens so fast, and you can't blink not for one second. And you have people drinking and doing stuff. Yeah. Like, you just, you have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so my, uh, my one, of, one of my big girls, beautiful, intelligent, brilliant mm -hmm. uh, daughter, she was traveling abroad, and, uh, you know, she, in, in, in Europe, uh, wandered away really young. You know, mm -hmm. she was like, oh, I'm going to go check out the shop and got, you know, separated from her mom as she was, as she was stopping. And um, her mom was like freaking out, you know, and, right. and fine, those mistakes happen, you know, but it was, it was the dangerous part was her response, which was like, I'm totally fine. Yeah. And she's totally fine because she's been in this environment that's been protected and controlled. Yeah. And, um, and that's lovely that yeah. you know, she can feel so secure that's and safety. so, so yeah, safe. Yeah, that's but, beautiful also dangerous <laughs> you know like she it's it's a scary world out there and i don't want my children to be to be fearful of this world um you know they, they, they need to be part of it but um but protected from it yeah. but at some point you know they they have to be able to do it themselves yeah. so for her to understand really her vulnerability she was actually at a martial arts school we were oh. at a jujitsu class and there were tons of cops inside it was the perfect environment she went into change you know, when she walked out of the bathroom, I had two of my friends literally black bag kidnap her. You know, mm. like cover her eyes and her mouth and carry her out the back Ooh. door. Everybody inside the building had no idea what happened. Wow. Nobody knew. Wow. There were police officers, there were firefighters, there was military. I told nobody. Yeah. And um, and they successfully kidnapped Tim Kennedy's own daughter yeah. out of yeah. a self-defense martial arts school mm -hmm. and uh, carried her out the back of the door where I had a camera placed. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, you'll see how strong and brilliant she is um, in that video. Yeah. I post, I post on some social, yeah, same social media, but as soon as like she gets slammed on the ground, you know, and, and like she, her eyes are uncovered and she turns around and looks and she sees me and she just goes, 
Alright, Dad, I get it. And her character and, and her resolve and her grit, you know, that has been something that has yeah. definitely been developed her whole entire life. I could be more proud of her. Right. Um, you know, she just accomplished yet another amazing feat and she's moving mm -hmm. on to another career. So um, How old was she then? During the kidnapping? She's thirteen. Wow, that's young. Yeah. So she, at thirteen, she turned. She said, "All right, Dad. All yeah. right, I get it." Yeah. Wow, that's intense, yeah. man. I love, so it's and it's interesting when you're talking about her, like the what she has inside her that she that you raised her to have, you and your wife raised her to have. Because I think a lot of times these days, it's really talk, popular to talk about the polarity between masculine and feminine without acknowledging that we all need to have some sort of both. Yeah. Right. A girl don't need grit. Right. Exactly. Girls don't need to be hard and tough. Mm -hmm. You know, a girl doesn't need what to be intelligent or be an entrepreneur. Right. You're like, shut up. Yeah. You know, like, you're not gonna be my life. I'm married to a feminist. Yeah. You know, I, I have strong, strong women all around me. I, arguably, my dad was this big. You know, he's a six foot three collegiate athlete, holds a bunch of world records. Yeah. You know, blue suit, power tie type guy, and everybody's scared of my mom. Mm -hmm. You know, like my mom was like, Dude, don't even make eye contact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, j just like forming a weapon yeah. where I take a chunk of metal and I heat it and I pound out the impurities, mm -hmm. um, that's not for male or female. That is just how, how to forge something is this hard process. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, like I, I don't want uh, them to have easy lives. Right. Like, when they choose to have an easy life, they can have an easy life. Yeah. You know, but and, until the point where they're like, they want to get off the gas or they want to release yeah. the reins, until then, like, give me struggle because it makes yeah. me harder. You know, give me tough choices because it makes me smarter. Mm. You know, um, there's a beautiful poem about this priest. He was talking about God answering his prayers. And, um, it, you know, he said, I, I asked God for me to be stronger. And God didn't give me strength, He gave me hardships. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I asked him to, to give me grace. Mm -hmm. And he didn't give me grace. He gave me hard people in my life that I had to intentionally love. Yes. You know, then I asked God for, like, good fortune. Mm -hmm. You know, and he didn't give me good fortune. Mm -hmm. He gave me tough decisions that would make me poor or rich. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and this list goes on and on and on of, like, those are the things that ultimately form a person's character. Yes. It's not like... Poof, you have it. That's yeah. a fart. You know, the yeah. wind blows that away. Yeah. Uh, everything yeah. else takes time and work for it to be developed. Mm. I love that because it, it really is like I, one of my favorite concepts that I think about all the time, especially if I'm struggling or going through stuff, is you're writing the story of your life every single day. And it's compounding over time. Like, you know, the stuff that you're going to see in two years is not because of like some linear. Um, some linear story that happened. It's like what I did today compounds with tomorrow and the next day. So every day I'm writing this book. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. So, okay, we didn't do the life story, but I'm really curious to hear about your experience going. So you're this big UFC strike for a superstar. Then you're jumping into the military. What, how did the, what changed as far as like your mission, your purpose? How did that change the man that you are? And what were, why, I guess, is the major question. Yeah, so. You know, ingrained in our DNA is this, uh, you know, we have canines. Like yes. Yeah. You know, like we, we have this ability to be predators, yeah. protectors. You know, it's wired in who we are. Yeah. And um, when I was in college, there, there was a serial killer named Rex Krebs. Mm -hmm. And Rex was hunting young women in mm -hmm. San Luis Obispo, California. He would kidnap them and he'd rape and murder them mm -hmm. and then bury them in his backyard. And um, I was working at a bar in San Luis Obispo, and I, could, I, I remember, I, to, to this moment, I can remember, I could smell fear. 
whatever that, oh, that pheromone was, when yeah. girls, when the end of the night, you know, like, they were hopelessly clinging on to any anybody to walk them home. They'd be walking home in groups, you know, like, I'm, I'm a bouncer, and they'd be, hey, can, can we yeah. take up again? No, I have, I have to take up the trash, you know, like, I have to clean the bar, you know, yeah. I have the bar back yeah. for, as soon as you guys go, I have another hour or two hours of work, you can hang out. Right. But I could smell the fear of them, again, am I just going to be disappeared tonight? Am I going to walk mm. home and nobody's going to hear me? And be, Ooh, nobody knows scary. what happened to girls. Yeah. And I would sit there and I'd fantasize before I'd go to sleep about me walking home at night mm. and seeing this creature come out to grab one of these girls and I get to confront it. Yeah. You know, like that that was I just give me that chance. You mm. know, like my, my prayer is give me this opportunity. Had you had that feeling before or this was new with this experience? No, no, I I'd had it I mean Hey, you grew up with it. Yeah, thirteen-year-old boy with my eleven-year-old sister at um, the Atascadero movie theater mm -hmm. when a, a guy touched an eleven-year-old inappropriately. Ooh. You know, thirteen-year-old Tim. Yeah. I, I threw him through every piece of, of glass in that whole entire movie theater. Wow. You know, thirteen-year-old. Yeah. So like, yeah. this is in there. This is it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> mm -hmm. My 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 dad. You know, he's like, I'm gonna go away. Your, your brother and sister are gonna be here for forever. Yeah. You have two people that you have to protect till the day that you die, and that's them. Mm -hmm. And. Um, you know, this is like if there's a hornet coming in, yeah. a yellow jacket flying into the picnic, you're not fighting off my <laughs> brother to see yeah. which one of us is going <clears> to <throat> kill it first. Yeah. So like it had embedded both nurtured and nature yeah. into us. Right. And um, so my dream was to be Clarence Starling from Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> like, I wanted to hunt these I love it. Yeah, like, that yeah, was yeah. my dream. Was to, okay. At the time, this was pre-9-11. Like that was the mm, embodiment, the personification of evil. Right. right, like the serial killer, like that is it. Yeah, that's as evil as it gets. You know, okay. like the, the rapist and the murderer. And then I watched planes slam into buildings, and mm -hmm. Americans look out of a window, deciding if they're going to burn alive, yeah. or they're going to jump to their death. Right. And I was like, I don't know what this is, but this is, this is new. This is evil. Yeah. And this is evil. Yeah. Um, and evil in a scale of thousands. Mm. I'm going to find these people and put them in the ground. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I was a prof professional fighter, and. Um, there's, a, there's an amazing photo called The Falling Man. And it was a man that he looked so peaceful as he's falling to his death, mm -hmm. as, he as he jumped out of the tower. And he's just like in this, almost looks like a ballet pose, as he's just plummeting, mm. you know, 120 miles an hour towards the ground when he reached that terminal velocity. And um, that I watched that man fall alive. And I was like, I don't know who did this, but I'm gonna find whoever it is and the idea that caused it, and we're going to stop it. Mm. So I went to the recruiter's office on 9-11. I was already ranked top 10 in the world as a fighter, and I enlisted. Um, <laughs> when I got to the recruiter's office, there was a 1,000 people ahead of me wow. on 9-11. Wow. Yeah. You were like, what, three? Yeah, I was, in the, I was born in 97. Yeah, yeah, so I was three or four. Yeah. Mm, that's why I have, a lot of, I have a lot of friends who that's exactly when they joined as well. Yeah. yeah. Big story. So a wave of pr protectors, yes, a wave of yes. men and women that were like, "Dude, I'm finding these people." Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so you start your military career, and then it wasn't just a few years, and like, and then you jumped out. Well, how did your your mission, your purpose change around it? Was it that just continuing to be the driving force? Yeah, you know the 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 direction the the azimuth, which is like a compass direction, was was shifting just a few different degrees as I was I was finding and polishing. Um, what my purpose is and how to be the most effective person to do it. Right. Um, you know, as I founded companies whose mission statements are preserve, protect, and provide human life. Yeah. And um, you know, as I've opened schools and young men mentorship program, you know, I'm still in that same vein, 
I've been now in the military for 18 years, and um, the fighting was was really just a byproduct of, you know, once I got to Special Forces, I, I had to put my fighting career on hold for a few years yeah. while I went to Iraq and Afghanistan and Ranger School and Sniper School and Spartak and Spartak. And then when I came back to fighting, it's so easy. You know, yeah, it's just, right, it's right. just fighting. You know? Just fighting. Yeah, there's and, rules here. Yeah, <laughs> you know? and there's like a guy that's here to protect us. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. to like make sure that we follow the rules. Yeah, like this is fun. This is a game. It yeah. is. It mm -hmm. was, which was a detriment. You know, as I started getting fighting for world titles. Yeah. Um, it's not. It is still a game. It's still a sport. Yes. You know, but it's a very elite sport, mm -hmm. especially at those levels, and um, and it was still just a thing to me. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. I of course want to be world champion. But uh, I would, I would the intensity, you can, I mean, I can't imagine because I've never been in a military scenario, but I can't imagine being in that scenario and then jumping back into sport. Yeah. Right, exactly. They're so different. Yeah. Uh, you know, the people, man, that fight was a, it was a war. It was like, <laughs> no, man, that's wrong word. You know, that yeah, word yeah, right. Use, use, use a different word. Yeah. Well, I, mean, like, I mean, like, it's two guys putting everything out there. It's two girls just throwing yeah. every ounce of their beans into this, into this win. And it's a total battle. It is a total yeah, war. Yeah, right, right. You know, but um, the war is the worst thing. That humans can do to each other in the history mm -hmm. of humankind, of our species, yes. like we've perfected the ability to kill each other, yeah. and uh, that happens at war. Yeah. So we'll bring some of that knowledge into sheepdog. So sheepdog, I've had so many people like, can you? How have you not gone? I know. I so you I literally just email me and you go. I I want. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna look at <laughs> your guys' schedule and go. I'm gonna. It's a. Sula's <laughs> coming with it. Yes. Sula makes my whole calendar. So so it's gonna be on the schedule <laughs> for sure. And uh, and I'm gonna bring some people. So let's. I want definitely want to go. But bringing your so you're back from the or you're back from touring. You're starting sheepdog. Tell me a little bit about, especially for like the listeners who they don't know what sheepdog is, yeah. a bit of an overview about why that is so important for our communities. Yeah. So I'll, I'll first the the name sheepdog. You know, it's um, it's a real thing. It's like mm -hmm. it's a creature mm -hmm. that that hangs out with the flock. Yeah. And the sole purpose of that animal is to protect the flock. Mm -hmm. So there was a there was a book by written by Colonel um, Grossman, and he used this metaphor about these three different groups of general society. You have the sheep. Mm -hmm. Sheep are awesome. Yeah, right? yeah. They just eat grass. And Everyone plays their part, right? Yeah. And like yeah. I like sheep. Yeah. Everybody likes sheep. So yeah. They give us clothes. You yeah, know? yeah. They have wool. And they make little sheep and they mm -hmm. eat grass. Like that's cool. I like <laughs> sheep. They're super cute. Yeah. You know? And then uh, there's the wolf. And the wolf is the predator. He, he, he's not. He, there's nothing wrong with him. Right. That's just that's who he job. is. Yeah. And um, he's dangerous. He preys on the weak. He looks for opportunities to to kill the weak of the flock. Mm -hmm. And the sheepdog genetically could not be more similar to the wolf and dissimilar to mm. the sheep, mm. right? There's nothing in common between it and the sheep. Right. You know, it has canines, it has all the same predatory genetic training yeah. in the nature and nurture of the wolf. Mm -hmm. You know, it has a, it has a stomach that yeah. is designed to eat meat, mm -hmm. not like the stomachs of a, of a, of a lamb that is designed <laughs> to eat grass. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but the thing that differentiates it from the wolf is that it loves the sheep. Mm. That's it, mm. it just loves the sheep. Mm -hmm. So like it will die. It will. It will. Um, two two weeks ago, a sheepdog in Georgia, a pack of coyotes. Uh, the 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 herdsman saw seven of them. Mm -hmm. He comes and the dog just goes. He doesn't see this dog for a week. Wow. Um, but they find eleven dead coyote bodies. Oh, ooh. Eleven. Ooh. <laughs> they 
they find the dog a week later as this poor dog like sticks its head out and it's missing a portion of its eye. Oh. The most of its back has been torn off. His, they find a portion of his tail while they're looking for him. And he pretty much just like sticks his head out and is like, can you uh, help me be <laughs> yeah. better? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> that's exactly, like, that dog chased a pack of 11 coyotes wow. and, fought, and killed wow. 11 coyotes in the effort of protecting a flock. Definition so will it sacrifice yeah. itself? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's well-being, it's prosperity, every bit of that. And it's part of who it is. It can't right. help it. Right. right? Like if somebody walked through that door, could you imagine me running that way? Imagine. <laughs> See? Right? Yeah. Like, that's who I am. Your internal homies would just never, yeah. There's yeah. nothing I could do yeah. about it. And, um, <laughs> you know, if 10 people walked through that door yeah. with black masks and pipes, and they're like, yeah. hey, girls, you're going to have a rough week. You know, like, they're going to have to step over my dead body yeah. after and seven of their friends right. to get to you two. Cause right. like, but that's who we are. Right, you're wife. You know, and I know both of you would be fucking getting after it. <laughs> you know? And God yeah. bless you for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, shoot that response is how do I find, how, how do I tune that? Mm. You know, how do I give women and men the resources to be able to protect and to provide and to mm. preserve human life? Mm. Um, after 20 years at war, the longest war in American history, yeah. the war generation, the warfighter generation, we are coming back from, you know, like if you walk through my office, you, the first office is Matt Smith. Matt Smith worked for the most elite special missions units um, in the military, mm -hmm. you know, at, at Delta Force. And then um, 20 years in, as a special forces Green Beret. And then you have Yako Kalili, Black Belt, that mm -hmm. was um, an infantryman that trained uh, special operations combatives to special forces units. Yeah. And then you have an uh, Air Force special operations guy, and then you have a Marine recon guy. And then like, you just go down the line, you're like, like yes. all they have done their entire adult lives is this. Mm. So mm. We, we boiled it down into, into kind of like four really basic um, skill sets yeah. that we spend the majority of our time in these classes working on. Mm. The first is situational awareness. And um, how, how am I aware of my environment and knowing my own assets and my uh, abilities, assets and liabilities, mm -hmm. how can I be um, a protector? Mm -hmm. um, how can I stay out of a bad situation, right? Am right. I going to go to Walmart or am I just going to spend a few extra dollars and go to Whole Foods? Yeah. Am I going to park in the front of the parking lot? Am I going to mm -hmm. park in the back of the parking lot? And then have my headphones in, staring at my phone, yeah. walking in the dark. Yeah, just please make me a victim. Yeah, yeah. You know, not that it's, it's your fault for being a victim, right. but it's your fault for putting yourself in a jeopardized position and yeah. making bad habits and having bad behavior that will make you a victim. Right, which really is like a fault. privilege until it's not. Like you yeah. have this privileged sense of like, I can just kind of do whatever, I'm fine, it's fine, I haven't gotten hurt yet. Yeah. Until. Yeah. Until, yeah. Yeah. yeah, those are great. And I would rather always be prepared. You know, I'd rather be a warrior in a garden yeah. than a gardener in a war. Mm -hmm. And um, so like in all of these warrior classes and these warrior societies, you see this beautiful balance of poets and sculptors and artists mm -hmm. and philosophers you know, like the, the, the Romans and the Spartans and the samurai. Um, and so you can absolutely be a warrior in a garden. Yeah. So we just are trying to make hard targets mm. where someone's going to look at you and be like, no, maybe not. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. You know, like, I'm just gonna find it. I'm gonna find it easier. Yeah, man. My dad used to always tell my sister because we he just had two girls, right? And he's uh, ex marine jiu jitsu. That's why know, the whole thing, right? And so he was like, you, seriously, you walk into like military, yep. use, all they have is daughter. 
yep. professional finalist, all Always. the daughters. Always. There's a bunch of reasons behind it, but like, yep. it's gender. That, I know, I'm so curious about, I'm gonna ask you more about that later too, about how you like, had to specifically get a boy, but man, he, um, he always used to tell my sister and I, she's two and a half years younger, like, okay, before you start dating or like go off in a car with a dude or like anything, like, propel. You got it. Yeah. Like, just because they, not even like the, this is going to be something that you spell out to them, but just the way you carry yourself and the confidence that you have, like, you need to be able to take care of yourself. It does a different thing to your brain, too. Yes. You know, of course it gives you skills, and yeah. of course you're going to be a, a harder victim, you know, and, and, and like, can you choke the shit out of most people? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but like, it, it, it transforms the way that you, like, how you walk. Yes. You know, how you view the world. Like, you are capable of violence. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. when somebody, um, Peterson, he has this great quote where he says, you know, like, uh, a useless man is nothing more than a useless man. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's not a good man. He just can't do violence to protect that, or anything. Yeah. Uh, but a strong, powerful man, and we're using man to human, right, human, right. that is capable of violence, but chooses to withhold it. Like, that is actually a good person. That's power, yeah. And yeah. that is real power. Mm -hmm. That is a man that can, can, can protect and can provide and can preserve. And, uh, like, give me that. Yeah. So, for martial artists, mm -hmm. you know, for young women, um, it transforms everything about their lives in a really beautiful, miraculous way. Mm -hmm. um, I just think they're better people. Yeah, I do too. I mean, there's a reason why people, like, I consider martial arts, I was talking to someone about this the other day, I consider martial arts, like, my kids don't have to be competitive athletes, but in the future, it's part of their education. Yeah. Like, it's just like doing chores. Like, you've got to get this education. Yeah. yeah. So, in... We have situational awareness that we spend a quarter of our time on. We uh, spend a quarter of our time in, in the hand-to-hand, -hand, primarily combatives, like grappling. Um, we want people, if I walk downstairs and uh, so I get confronted in the parking lot, mm -hmm. um, I'm an athlete, I'm fast. Yeah. You know, if somebody wants to throw hands with me, I'll be like, yeah, let's out. go. You know, like, try to catch me. Yeah, so I'm right. yeah, yeah. You know, but they put their hands on me. And we, yes. Now that is where jujitsu comes into play, mm -hmm. where you don't you you don't have that vote of being able to leave anymore. Yeah. So I need the skills to be able to protect myself and protect those behind me. Um, you know, we spend a third on shooting, mm -hmm. and uh, then we spend a, sh a third or a quarter on medical. Mm, and uh, you know, like we we say like uh, it's as important to be able to keep the blood. Mm. in the good guys mm -hmm. as it is to let the blood out, out of the bad guys. guys. Mm. So, uh, and how long have you been doing Shikong? Five years. Five years. Yeah, mm. man, I've heard nothing but great things. I can't wait to yeah, go. You're going to love it. It's, uh, uh, it's gonna so you're going to be at home with the people that are there. So yes, yes. It's a really beautiful community. Mm, I'm excited. Man, so for people who know a lot about your life or they've watched you, they've watched your career develop, really the word like career and life are sometimes so interchangeable for people that have big lives and they're so entrepreneurial in spirit. So when you think about some of the the darker things that led to the most light, they've got, I mean, you've lived such an intense lifestyle for a long time now. What comes to mind where you're like, man, at the time, this was really fucked up, but I wouldn't change anything because this is what it brought me. Oh yeah, I wouldn't change anything. Yeah. Um, you know, from being at the Mid-State Fair in California and hearing somebody use the N-word for the first time and me mm. just beat his teeth in. How old were you? You know, uh, 12. No, yeah, it was the first time. Okay, yeah. interesting. Uh, Mid-State Fair. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, My parents were up in Georgia, so <laughs> <laughs> you're not familiar. Yeah, but, like, you know, you go to Atlanta, you're going to get stabbed. For sure. Use that word, you know? Like, for sure. You walk out in the country and some people get lippy. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
and then, uh, you know, got in trouble for that. And then, <laughs> you know, by the time I started getting good at being violent, uh-huh. um, I, my character wasn't developed yet. And, mm. uh, you know, I got in fights I didn't need to be in and right. got in trouble for fights. I well, you're missing that, that exit thing that you just went over with sheepdog. It's like yeah. first exit, then if I can't exit, then we're going. Yeah, the character. You yeah. Know, I'd look for it. Right. You know, it's right. testosterone, this powerful drug that's <laughs> uncontrolled. Yeah. And there's nothing more dangerous than a broken man. You that's know, like, right. um, as that's we're seeing right. active shooters and these broken boys that, mm-hmm. um, there's not an element, an element of a good man in there because they're so broken. Yeah. You know, and, and, um. I was, I was broken, you know, I had all of these abilities and not the proper character direction yeah. to, to use it in purpose. Um, you know, I can, thought I had some real bad STDs and thought mm. that I, uh, well, I did think I had a couple of women pregnant at the same time. And um, wow. you know, there's, a, there's a moment where I think I have AIDS. I think that uh, there are three different women in my life that are pregnant. Mm-hmm. And uh, none of them are the women that I'm actually with and living with. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the patriarch of our family is dying of emphysema at the time. Mm. And uh, you know, I take all my clothes off in Morro Bay, California, get into the Pacific Ocean, and start doing swimming due west in the fog. Mm. And uh, like, there's no conscious decision about whether I'm trying to kill myself. You know, like I just needed a baptism. I needed this rebirth of hope. Mm-hmm. And um, the Pacific Ocean is very cold. Yeah, my tiny woodpecker was like withdrawn <laughs> and uh, I'm uh, a really good swimmer and I'm, yeah. you know this is probably an hour so maybe two miles out now wow wow the, that's far in the fog in the ocean it's not swimming yeah. in a pool no no it's <laughs> Bay um, and uh, I have no idea which way the boat which way the the rock is I don't know which way the beach is I don't know I can't hear the waves the fog does really weird things to your brain you hear splashing and like, was that a rock? Was that a shark? Was that a, um, you know, I'm freezing to death. Mm-hmm. And, and you can't um, just swim back and get out. You're like, you're stuck with yourself. And yeah, I have no idea which way to swim. Yeah, yeah. Am I going to swim further out? Am I swimming along the shore? You know, like, mm-hmm. there's a really good chance that uh, directionally 75% of my de- decisions are going to be the wrong direction. <laughs> right, um, right. And then uh, a little boat cruises up next to me, a Coast Guard boat. No way. And uh, an old woman, this is pre-cell phone. Okay. I got dropped a pager on the ground with my wallet. <laughs> and um, this old woman had watched me walk into the water. She's like, I don't know what's going on. I would do anything to find her. And I'm calling her an old woman because that's where Marl Bay is. I have no idea who this person was. Mm. Um, but this guardian, guardian angel gets, uh, gets a call into the Coast Guard and they put a, push a boat out. Again, another miracle. There's no real way if you're canvassing this area around Morrow Rock that you would find me. Yeah, I was gonna say, how do you even find it's me? It's impossible. Right, right. And he just cruises up, his little, this captain's legs hanging on the front of the boat. And, uh, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> Swimming. Even now, you're, you're, you're a little shit. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, well, it's uh, it's cold. He looks down. He's like, I see that. He's a lot of yeah. And uh, what's going on? So I give him a brief overview of, of your life, life right now. Yeah. And you're how old? Like late teens? I'm um, I'm nineteen. Twenty. I'm twenty. Yeah. And uh, he's he's like, man, I was gonna offer to get you out, but maybe mm. stay in the drink. You know, like. Wow. And like, yeah. Wow. I was right. Wow. He's like, well, I'm gonna show you more consideration than you showed yourself, but I'm only going to offer it one time. Mm. Like, you're going to get out, or you're not. Mm. And he wasn't just talking about the water. That's right. Right, right, right. 
What a badass, right? Yeah, what a badass yeah. man. What but a man. back to doing. There's no inspiration here. He throws this rope hemp ladder off the side of the boat. Nobody helps me. He makes me climb with my frozen hands and my tiny little pecker, my frozen fingers up the side of this boat. You know, like I remember it's just like my fingers, I couldn't even move them. There was no like real usefulness of my hands. So I'm like hooking like this, trying to climb up this rope ladder and it's being moved in the wake. And um, then he throws this navy wool blanket over my shoulders and it felt like a million needles of iron needles of fire being stabbed yeah. in my back. And it was the best feeling I've ever felt because mm. I'm alive. So I was going to say alive, yeah, that word. Mm. And we didn't talk. We just sat there, you know, and um, he was just present with me. And that was the beginning of me having an intentional choice of doing the right thing. I still made lots of mistakes. Yeah. Um, you know, a cocky dude when I first got to the Special Forces team. You know, like, I'm the oh, hot shot right, when I right. first became a sniper. You know, first combat tour, I thought I knew everything. You know, second combat tour where myself and everyone with me almost died. You know, every single one of those is, is mistakes. Mm-hmm. But um, I now had a course and a purpose and a direction. And now I had the motivation to, to become a good Mm. Well, it goes back to what you said earlier about, like, you use the same word intentional. You said earlier, getting a grip on your life, this intentionality that you had. And in that moment, it was like my shift or your shift into, I'm going to live intentionally now. Yeah. Yeah. Man, what, I think this will be our last question because I want to make sure I get you out of here on time. But I'm fat, man, I'm so fascinated. I'm going to have to talk to you offline. So when you, this is such a big shift in your life in a lot of different areas, but especially you mentioned these relationships that you're having. Now, as someone who probably talks about being a father and a husband, what is your, I mean, that's a broad question, but when you think about your mission, your purpose, as far as relationships and how your, your wife or your relationships that are so close to you these days affect your mission and purpose outside of the home, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So, you know, you want wealth, you have to have good health. Like, mm-hmm. you want good health, you have to have a good soul. You know, you want a good soul, you have to do hard things and have hard work. Mm-hmm. And that's no different whether you're an entrepreneur and a business owner, whether you're an athlete, whether you're a husband, whether you're a father. Mm-hmm. You know, if I, if I put intentionality and, and, and good habits into place where, you know, my wife this morning was there a little sticky note with a cute little note as I flew back from mm-hmm. D.C. when she woke up, you know, 100%. Mm-hmm. You know, my kids, when they woke up this morning, could I have gone and done jujitsu this morning like I wanted to, yeah. like I wanted yeah, to, yeah. or I've been gone a day, should I be there for breakfast and mm. to make them fresh oatmeal and to make them fresh scrambled eggs from the chicken that we have, chickens oh. that we have in the back? Of course yeah. I should, like that's the right thing, yes. but there's yes. intentionality there and there's habits and there's choices. Yeah. And um, so this, this kind of like focused, intentional, disciplined, regimented, it sounds like it like, my God, is that, is that a fun way to live? It is the most fulfilling yes. way to live. Oh, you know, yeah. in, this, in this beautiful bell curve and the spectrum of, like, the experiences that we could have in our life, like, do you think my sex life is right? Mm. Hell yeah, it is, right? There's <laughs> yeah, intentionality yeah. there, right? right like, you've right. got great relationships with my kids. Mm-hmm. Like, such as, especially with my big girls now that we're having mm-hmm. adult conversations. Yes. You know, it's like, Dad, I'm gonna love triangle. <laughs> talking to this dude, the notes to me, this yeah. dude is friends with this dude, you know, and like. But they can have those conversations yeah. with you, man. That's a life changing for young women. It so is. Oh. And uh, so the same habits that will make you 
fight for world titles, for the mm -hmm. same habits that will make you become a great brain and a special forces sniper, the same habits where you have you know big, huge, successful businesses. Yeah. It's the same habits yeah. that you that are learned through this regimented process of becoming a good human. You know, mm. begin, like Roosevelt's letter of his definition of a citizen. I want to be that. Yeah. So how do you become a good father? How do you become a good husband? How do you get, the same way that you can become a good athlete and a good leader mm. is with discipline and intentionality. Mm. And uh, the feeling of being a good dad is going to come and go. You know, right. this morning I was sitting in the bathroom going through a turn, <laughs> trying to find something so that <laughs> I saw a picture this morning too. I was like, what the hell is in that? <laughs> It was important, and it was important enough for oh me to sit down on the ground and go through a turd to find, yep, yep. you know, like a little, a little seven-year-old poop. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Fun comes and goes. Fun. <laughs> yeah, do you think that inspiration mm. is going to put me on the bathroom full yeah. floor going through shit? Right. No. Right. It is yeah. not. That moment of being, I'm going to be a good dad today, like, yeah. that was gone the moment when I smelled that thing. Right. You know, I'll just yes. flush it. No. Man, you can, like, I love that because you can wake up all you want and write down, like, I am a good dad, I am this, I am that, I'm, and it's like, but the second you put that paper down, you go out into the real world, you're out in the real world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm going to be a good leader, you know, like, I'm going to walk into this business, I'm going to this great meeting, I'm going to be the great, but then an employee comes to you with a problem, yes. and you're like, ah, bottom line. Mm. Oh, it's that fast, huh? It's that mm. fast. You're the dollar over the person. It was, it was such an easy decision. Right, right. Like, what had you done up to that moment for you to make sure that you're going to be a good leader and yeah. provide the opportunities to that person you'd be successful because a better person and a better employee is going to give you a better bottom line that you're right. looking for the quick easy answer yeah again as always like the yep. quick easy way to lose weight the quick easy way there is no mm -hmm. such thing mm -hmm. there's no pill for any there's of these not. things it's the compounding interest over time that yeah. you're building by the decisions that you're making yeah how long have you been doing martial arts since i was five so 20 years okay 20 years so yeah. um i have this technique mm -hmm. that um cannot be beaten Ooh. Yeah, it right, uh, okay. will get you gold medal other time. It takes just a few minutes for me to teach it to you. Like, does that exist? Right. Of no, course not. Never. Of course never. Not. That's silly. <laughs> I'm sitting here like, what the hell is he supposed to say? It's impossible because you know it doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know it not just in here, but in here, mm -hmm. through this process of being a martial artist for 20 odd years, yeah. that's like, Shut up, stupid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come so on. then why do you think that you're able to, like, then people, it's like, why do you think that you could do that in business? Why do you think you could do that with your wife? Why do you think you could do that with your kids? You can't. That's idiotic. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah it really is. The I mean, old definition of insanity. Yes, doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Exactly. Right. And when you, when people ask, like, when the difference between, so constantly having these discipline habits to keep moving forward, to keep growing. In comparison to being present, being satisfied, being happy, being grateful, what's the balance there? What's the line? Well, they complement each other. Mm -hmm. These aren't mutually exclusive things. Right. You know, like by being intentional, it creates more time, more space, more white space. But I have to have intentionality for me to effectively use it. Yeah. I'm just gonna pick up my phone and start scrolling, right? Right. Heaven forbid, or because I'm not a good person with no character, but I have extra time. Mm. You know, it's like, what are you doing off this podcast? I know I'm married, but I'm just asking. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's yeah. the danger of idle hands. Yeah, so yeah, instead, yeah. I can be intentional, and I have extra space, and I have extra time, mm -hmm. where I can like do even radder things with the people that I care about, because there's intentionality and presence there. Yeah. 
So like, no, they complement each other because yeah, it creates more so of these opportunities for me to be present mm. and for me to be truly invested in them and, and, and me. You yes, know? Like, of course. Um, I had to fight today on my calendar to find the time for me to go to get my workout in. Right. You know, and... Um, the fight is there. Like, just because there was a fight doesn't mean you're pulling back from it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Man, Tim, thank you so much. I feel like this is not only beneficial to all the listeners, but for me as well. It's just so inspiring and... Um, and I, it has, I always hesitate to use the word inspiring because it's like you just said, it's like you have the inspiration and then it's gone. But inspiring with people who are listening, who are going to take tangible, actionable steps to change their lives is, is huge. And I know you've been doing that for yeah. years, so I right. appreciate it. Like in, in relationships, it's the difference between like lust and love. Like they're mm-hmm. both great things. Yeah. You know, I love to... You want both. Yeah. You know, I want that feeling of like, where the butterflies, you know, yeah. where I hold my wife's hand, you know, she like interlocks my fingers and I get that feeling of like, yeah. oh man. Or she walks out just looking smoke and I'm like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm, let's go. You know? But then like love is this choice, this disciplined choice of me wanting to be present yeah. and me wanting to to you know make sure she feels valued and protected and provided right. for, right. you know, and creating that safe space for her to reach her own goals and yeah. not that I'm providing them, right. but creating this environment where that's yes. conducive for her to become the full woman that she wants to be. Mm. Like it's the exact same. Like the feeling can be there. They're not mutually exclusive, they're complementary. Mm-hmm. Well, exactly, and building into that that love is, in my experience, in my opinion, what fuels the lust, yeah. right? And well, the longer lasting yep. kind, right? Yep. Like you, you can't just have that one. Like if yep. you want that to last long, you have to pour into the other. Yeah, beautiful. Man, thank you so much, Tim. Absolutely. So incredible to have you on today. Make sure, um, you, we're going to link everything in the show notes, but you guys can find Tim on his social media. It's Tim Kennedy MMA, or is it just mm-hmm. Tim Kennedy? Uh, the both. Yeah, okay. Tim Kennedy MMA, like most of them. <laughs> okay, perfect. So we're going to link everything, but make sure if you guys uh, want to dive into this more, he has his book, he has his website, his Instagram, Sheepdog. Uh, you guys can attend a course. I'm definitely going to be there. I'm so excited. I can't wait. Um, and like, do all, what is it? It's not subscribe now. They change. Oh, YouTube subscribe. Podcast is now follow. Leave a review. Um, if you guys write anything in the review as far as what you liked and like, I'm totally open to all feedback. Let me know what questions are good, what questions are not helpful, what you want to know more of. Um, really, really helpful so I can make sure that the experience is the best for listeners. I want to bring as much value as I can. So make sure you do that if you uh, have any feedback. And then last but not least, Sula. What? There's something else. There's there's something else. Oh, share it. Share it with someone. Thank you. Share it with someone. Someone who needs to hear what Tim has to say, and there are a lot of people out there. So make sure you guys share it with that person. And tune in next time. We'll be back in a few weeks.